Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lightning Insider Podcast. I am Eric Erlinson from Lightning Insider com as your host and I appreciate everybody who continues to listen to this and provides the great feedback. I, I can't thank you enough for the support that you have been showing me here during this uh, unusual time and listening to this and participating in the trivia contest and sending in questions and everything else. You guys have been fantastic. So thank you so much for supporting this uh, and what it is we're trying to uh, do here with the podcast, and that is provide some insight and provide some um, commentary and uh, perspective uh, in regards to the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially during this very unusual postseason that we've had. All right, so we just experienced Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. It's actually only the second time in Lightning franchise history they played a game in which they could capture the Cup. Of course, the only other time was Game 7 against Calgary back in 2004. So we were curious as to how they might handle this particular game, how they might handle and deal with those emotions, especially 24 hours after taking a 3-1 series lead against the Dallas Stars and you head into Game 5 on back-to-back nights. I still think it's crazy that the league did this to both these teams I mean, imagine if last night's game had gone to double overtime or triple overtime, and then you were going to ask them to come back and play, and they wouldn't have changed it. I think the only way they would have even considered changing it if it went to five overtimes. It's the only way I think they would have considered changing it. So they were not going to change it. Uh, So to make these two teams, I mean, you know, John Cooper made a comment uh, in his post-game Zoom meeting with the media that both teams were tired. And it hurts the quality of the product. You know, was this a dramatic game? It was. Was it an exciting game? Had its moments. Um, of course, Dallas goes on to win this game in a second overtime, 9-23. Into that second overtime, Corey Perry scores his second of the game to give Dallas a 3-2 victory and force a game six on Monday. That game, of course, will be once again at 8 p.m. Look for a puck drop closer to about 820 on Monday, that game will be back on NBC as well. And, of course, we'll have the post-game podcast recap for you here as well. We'll have, uh, I'll be on with Jay Retcher after the game uh, on 95.3, just as I am in, in every uh, Stanley Cup final game we've had to date. So you can listen to the post-game show uh, with Jay, and I sit in for a segment with him as well. So um, got you covered on all bases, all angles here. 
I, I kind of mentioned something about a uh, another project that I, I'm working on. Uh, not quite ready to release it, but it's been a pretty stressful uh, week in trying to get a, a lot of stuff done, a lot of content done uh, for everybody. Um, you know, to be able to, uh, well, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I get something bigger coming. So it's been a pretty stressful week in, in terms of uh, what I've been able to provide and, and, and kind of give in terms of content on my website, but uh, it'll be for a good cause, a good reason when we get there. Uh, all right, a couple of things that I want to talk about before we get to your questions. Don't forget we have a, the trivia question. Uh, I'll give it to you again um, here in a little bit for a free T-shirt courtesy of Smack Apparel. Uh, we'll get to that. But a couple of things I want to touch on. So I mentioned we were curious as to how the Lightning might handle this game knowing what's at stake. You win a game, you win the cup, right? And look, there's always another team on the other side. So this is not all about one team. We're specific and centric to one team, but this is not all about one team. Uh, I thought the Lightning did what they had to do throughout most of this game to put themselves in position to win. The shot attempts for the game were 92-67 to 67 in favor of Tampa Bay. I thought the first period was evenly played. I thought the second period, Tampa Bay had a strong push. I thought in the third period, Tampa Bay uh, had a good start to it, and then they get the lead on a Mikhail Sergachev goal. And they didn't sit back on it. But Dallas did push, as you would expect. Their season's on the line. They don't want to go home yet. They don't want the series to end for obvious reasons. They still believe that they have a chance to come back and win this series. So uh, I thought the Lightning handled the potential emotions of the game well. And maybe because it was so such a quick turnaround from Game 4 on Friday to Game 5 on Saturday, maybe they didn't have enough time to think about it. So if that was the case, either way, I thought that they handled a lot of what they were facing, what was in front of them, the potential of what would happen or what could happen at the end of this game. So I don't think they – they looked a little tentative at the beginning of the game. I thought they looked a little um, – they were trying too hard to just – they were almost trying to be too safe, right? They They were trying to just clear pucks out, get it out of danger, clear pucks out, get it out of danger – and it cost them on the first goal because there was about three opportunities they had to clear the puck on the first goal that came from Corey Perry. And that goal did come late in the first period. Um, so there's a little bit of the tentativeness that we've seen on rare occasions in this playoffs. I think game one of this Stanley Cup final, I think fatigue had a lot to do with that. I think game one against Boston. They were tentative to start that game. I felt that they were a little tentative to start this game. And sometimes when you play not to lose, you forget you're trying to win. And I think that's kind of how they started the game a little bit with their puck possession, with their puck management. They were a little off in that aspect, but they really found their game as as the game went on. And I think that that's an encouraging sign for this team. Um, You know, we are towards the end of this journey for sure. But really, um, the way that they they responded after falling behind one nut, you don't want to have to chase the game, but they did chase the game. But look, they, they chased it and caught up and actually pulled in front. So, you know, first goal doesn't seem to have the importance that it used to in the NHL. You know, I'd mentioned 
uh, asked John Cooper and a couple of other uh, players uh, during last night's postgame. Remember, they fell behind 2-0 in that game, and they came back and, and had the, it actually took the lead in the third period. So scoring the first goal doesn't seem to phase teams the way that it used to, right? So you um, you know you have to uh, appreciate the way that they're able to do that. Uh, so again, they played well enough to win this game. They just did not. Um, here's another point I want to bring up. The overtime. Tampa Bay was feeling it in overtime. They were absolutely on it. You kind of knew they would be. We saw them do this uh, against the Bruins in overtime. We saw this do this against Columbus in overtime. We've seen them do this uh, against the Islanders in overtime. They did plenty, especially in that first uh, first. Uh, overtime session because the shot attempts in the first overtime were 25-17 for Tampa Bay. The shots were 7-2. to two. I don't even know where Dallas got their second shot. Their first shot came with uh, just under three minutes to go in the period. Uh, scoring chances were 10-2. to two. So they went for it. Not that they were, you know, hell-bent on going out there and do it. They had their chances. Uh, Andre Pilat had a backhand opportunity that he uh, was not able to elevate the puck and um, not finish off that play. Braden Point had a very nice tip on a Victor Hedman um, shot attempt. So, like, the Lightning had quality chances to win this game. They just didn't. And it wasn't so they didn't lose because they, didn't, they weren't doing the right things. They were. Uh, w- one thing that I did notice in this game a little bit is their play around their own net. So two of the three Dallas goals, the tying goal by Joe Pavelski and the winning goal by Corey Perry are both in sort of goal mouth scrambles a little bit. Um, Dallas has done that a couple of times in this series that they've scored goals in those type of moments, create a little chaos sometimes. I think Tampa Bay can uh, manage that a little bit better. And then even on the winning goal, so we'll get to this, but I'm going to mention this, and I'll bring it up again because there's a question involved in it. But a lot of people want to talk about Jan Ruda, and you know he's on the ice for the game-winning goal, but a lot of people want to look at him and say he's terrible. But go back and look at the game-winning goal in overtime. He has Tyler Sagan completely tied up. He does his job. He, he prevents Tyler Sagan from getting a stick, or his body to the net. He did a pretty good job of boxing out. It wasn't his man that scored the goal. So the Lightning need better from everybody. You know, I was asked a question by Jay Retcher in the postgame show. You know, why not bring in Luke Shen? Why not bring in Zach Bogosian? Those guys a little bit stronger around the net. That's true. That's true. You lose a little bit of that with Jan Ruda. But again, Jan Ruda is not the reason they lost this game. Jan Ruda was in the lineup for game four. Did they lose that game? He was in the lineup for game three. Did they lose that game? He was in the lineup for game two. Did they lose that game? Like, we're not picking on Jan Ruda here. Jan Ruda is not the reason they lost this game. If you want to look at something, how about the play that John Klingberg made to set up the winning goal? I mean, that's a skillful play. How many times have we mentioned this year Kevin Shattenkirk's ability to get wrist shots through? We're starting to see Mikhail Sergachev do the same thing. It's a skill for a defenseman to get shots through. It gets through, puck drops, create chaos, bang, Dallas wins the game. 
Uh, I, I would like to see Tampa a little bit better in, in kind of blocking out in those areas and, and kind of clearing bodies out and not allow those chaotic moments to happen. But Dallas is good at it. Corey Perry has made a living at it. And getting to those areas, Joe Pavelski is one of the best around the net, uh, usually from tips and, and redirects, but, you know, it was quick hands there uh, on the tying goal. Um, again, Ryan McDonough was right there with them, but the puck drops to Pavelski, and he has quick hands, and he snaps it in. So that's what happens there. Uh, one other thing uh, to point out in this game, uh, the whistles were completely put away, which would have to, if, if I'm a Lightning fan, that would aggravate me a little bit, right? I think that would aggravate me a little bit because your power play has been so hot in the last three games. You got six power play, game, uh, power play goals in the last three games. They're clicking at 50% in the last three games. And they only get one tonight, and it's in the first period. And then they get none the rest of the game. Now, Dallas only had two, right? They get a second period power play, and they get a, a third period power play on a high-sticking call to Eric Chernak. Um, you know, but the whistles were put away. And I don't, I'm not a fan of it, but it's an elimination game. You have to expect it. So Pat Maroon got away with a tripping call in overtime, and, um, you know, uh, Kevin Ranta got away with, I think, what was probably a, a borderline bordering call in overtime, and the refs just looked the other way. And it's aggravating. It has to be aggravating because it's it's a weapon. It's been a weapon for Tampa Bay for sure. But you knew, based on the fact that this was an elimination game and the fact that Tampa Bay won the game with a power play goal last night and you had matching penalties at the end of regulation and then Dallas was called for a penalty to be an overtime. Tampa Bay was called uh, to give Dallas a power play in the opening minute of overtime, and then Tampa Bay wins it on a power play goal, and then Dallas complains that it has to be 5-on-5. Five five. You need to let the game be decided 5-on-5. Five five. So you knew exactly what was going to happen uh, tonight with the whistles being put away, but I- I'm not a fan of that. If it's a penalty in October or November, it's a penalty in the playoffs. Why does the game need to change and be different when you get to the playoffs just because it's the playoffs? Ah, uh, the boys need to decide it. No, the game needs to be be the game. And again, this is not a complaint that Tampa Bay was missed calls, and there were. You know, Kucherov had a high stick on him just before the high stick to Chernak. I get it. You know, I understand it, uh, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't like the fact that the game is called differently because it's the playoffs. All of a sudden, the season changes, so the calls change and. Uh, not a fan of it, and sure enough, he only had a total of three power play opportunities in this game, one for Tampa Bay and two for Dallas, and that's disadvantage Tampa Bay because it's been so good uh, in the last couple of games. So you take a weapon away. It's similar in a lot of ways to 2011, right? When Tampa Bay's power play that year was so strong uh, throughout the entire playoffs, you get to a game seven, and you're basically telling Tampa Bay, hey, one of your best weapons, you're not going to be able to use it. That's an elimination game. We're not going to allow that to be the difference in a game. And that's what you get. Uh, again, not a fan of it. I don't necessarily like it. Um, but sometimes that is what you do get when you get to the postseason. All right, so we, before we get to your questions, I I, I want to say this too um 
Lenny fans are a fragile, fragile fan base, right? Like, I've already seen it, already talking about, well, if this happens, this needs to go, this happens, if this happens. Like, you're already, it's already doom and gloom because of one loss. It's just a loss, okay? The Lightning, the Lightning have confidence in their self. So why do so many people lose confidence in the team because they lose an overtime game? It's an overtime game. It's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a coin flip, but sometimes it's a coin flip. All it takes is one break to go your way. And you win the game. It takes a break to go, one break to go against you, you lose the game. It's just one loss. The Lightning have a 3-1 lead. Now it's 3-2. You've got another chance to get to the end of the journey on Monday. Hope is not lost. All is not lost. You know, it's not quite chicken little syndrome as I've used in the past. But there's certainly plenty out there who are down in the dumps because they lost this game. I, I get it. I get it. You're emotionally invested, and you, you wanted to see them finish this off tonight, and they didn't. But that doesn't mean it's over. Okay, This wasn't the elimination game. They had a chance to eliminate an opponent. It's not an elimination game for them. And if you listen to John Cooper, if you listen to the players, the players who spoke tonight were uh, Victor Hedman, Andre Palat, Mikhail Sergachev, and Anthony Sorelli. They're not down on themselves, right? You read body language. You get a feel for how they answer questions. You know, how are they feeling? And certainly it's disappointing because of what they had. And then, you know, you take a 2-1 lead in the third period. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to fight that. Then it was early enough in the third that maybe that thought doesn't creep too much into the players' heads. They still have a job to go out and do, but... Like they're not, they're not disappointed with the way they played, and, and I guess the way that I feel about it is that we're going to get to Monday night, and there's going to be some serious rest that has to take place tomorrow. You think about it; they've played, you know, uh, three periods plus overtime last night. You played four periods plus half a, uh, an overtime period tonight. It's a lot of hockey that both these teams have played. It was three games and four nights. Two of them went to overtime, and now you're going to get to Monday and have to play another game. I have no reason to believe that the Lightning will not be ready to play this game. I have no reason to believe that they're not going to play the right way. I'm not, I can't guarantee anything. I'm not in that business. But I'd be surprised if they don't play a game well enough to win. And that's what you can ask for. They played a game tonight well enough to win. Didn't go their way. So now you got to come back and, and try and do it again on Monday. So I, I guess that's kind of what I, I have to say. They, they have confidence in themselves. I would expect that you know fans should have confidence in the way that they're expected to come out and play. Uh, you would think that they'll come out and play in Monday's game. Uh, all right, uh, the trivia question, in case you missed it, it's the same one that we had for the Game 4 podcast. So again, the question is, if you missed it, if you didn't listen to it, in the 2004 Stanley Cup Final against the Calgary Flames, the Lightning scored a total of 13 goals, and they only came from five players. So only five players actually scored goals in the 2004 Stanley Cup Final, tell me the five players who scored goals. 
You know one of them. It's easy. Ruslan Fedotenko scored both goals in Game 7. I'm going to give you one. It's an easy one, but I'm going to give you the one. So give me the other four. Mention all five, but give me the other four. So again, 13 total goals scored in the Stanley Cup final round against the Calgary Flames in 2004. Tell me the five different goal scorers who scored those goals. Easiest way to do it is to direct message me on Twitter. My DMs are open. Uh, Eric underscore Erlinson, E-R-I-K underscore Erlinson, E-R-L-E-N-D-S-S-O-N. Or you can also email me your answers, eric at lightninginsider.com. And again, that's eric with a K at lightninginsider.com. So that's your trivia question for a free t-shirt courtesy of Smack Apparel. Uh, these are pretty cool t-shirts. Uh, we have already had winners. Joyce won one, Matt won one, and Alec won one. We'll have another winner based on tonight's trivia question as well. So get those in. We'll have uh, we'll announce a winner before Monday's game. We'll select a winner before Monday's game and then announce it during the podcast uh, after game six on Monday. So again, that's a trivia question. Uh, don't forget Smack Apparel has a special coupon code for you. If you want to go to their website, smackapparel.com, use the coupon code 2020BOGO. It's 2020BOGO, 2020BOGO. You get buy one, get one free on merchandise that they have in stock. So again, a smackapparel.com. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. All right, to your questions. Uh, hey, not as many tonight. I can't imagine why. Anyway, uh, from Anthony, uh, will Stamkos be ready for Game 6? Mm, I don't know the answer to that question. If I were to venture a guess, I would say no. Uh, he tried to come back in Game 3, obviously. But if you only make it through five shifts and you can't return... Uh, that's not a good sign that uh, three days later that you'll be able to, or four days later, or I don't even know, what, what month is this? All oh, right, it's September. Uh, what day is this? Uh, oh, it's Saturday, so that means game three would have been on Wednesday. Whew, that's my math for you. So from Wednesday to Monday, I don't know if that's enough time to say that you're healthy enough to play a game. You know, the whole idea is if if he's going to play, he has to be able to play. He, 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 Look, they, they got a, a luxury in that game. That was a, a, a decided game. It was five to ended up five two. It was five one for a good portion of the game. It was five one going into the third period. And I don't know if you can afford, especially if you get into an overtime situation, if you can afford to have a player that you're not convinced or think can play the entire game, even if it is Steven Stamco. So I would venture to say no, but I don't have the full answer for you. I'm not even sure we'll get one on Sunday. Eh, probably won't even get one on Monday, but we'll see. Uh, uh, Joyce wants to know why we can't have nice things. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a valid question. Um, you know, look, like I said, this series is not over. They didn't lose the series tonight. They just lost a game in the series. If you would have said the Lightning could win this in six, wouldn't you have taken that? You know, but it's they had the 3-1 lead, and there's a cushion there, so... You know, they still have an opportunity to win this series in six, and that one comes on Monday. Uh, from Raven Knoll, uh, I assume this is a Florida State fan. Uh, sorry about the game. Um, 
wants to know, do you see the Lightning going back to 11-7 and if Stamkos can't go Monday night if Shen is healthy? Uh, I will say we haven't asked about Luke Shen. Again, we're limited in the questions that we can get uh, in here. So um, we don't know if Luke Shen is healthy or not. Uh, in any of the videos that the team slash league has sent out from when he skates or practices, we have not seen him on the ice for any of them. Uh, so, uh, and tomorrow there won't be, there will not be a practice tomorrow. Um, you might have some of the, the scratches or some of the black aces go out on the ice, but uh, I, I don't know if Luke Shen is healthy. Uh, so then, of course, the next question is, um, you know, what about Zach Bogosian? Uh, it, it, you you're with the Bogosian or a Shen. Yeah, you're adding some size and some physical play, but you're losing some speed. And I think after watching game one, I think the coaching staff felt that the speed was a little bit of a concern for for Tampa Bay, Dallas's speed. They haven't faced a team that has some of the speed that Dallas has. Now, Rupe Hintz didn't play tonight. Uh, he is one of the faster guys in the league, but you saw the speed of Dennis Gurionov. Uh, Tyler Sagan can really skate. The guys in the back end in particular, especially uh, Heiskanen and Klingberg, can really move up the ice. They're dangerous with the puck off the rush uh, from the back end. Um, so I think there's a concern in watching that game. So... I, that's that's where the decision came. And again, Jan Ruda is not a reason that the Lightning lost this game tonight. You know, a lot of people are uh, are asking that question. I mentioned, yeah, he was on the ice for the for the winning goal against, but um, he wasn't on the ice for the either two. So, uh, I, 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 so does that mean they go to eleven seven? I don't think so. I, I think based on what John Cooper said, especially at the uh, early stages of this series that they felt that they needed 12 and six for the series against Dallas 11 and seven worked for them. Didn't work so well against uh, in Monday's opener Of course, you know, dead legs, dead heads in that game for Tampa Bay. Uh, but he did state that it was 12 and seven. My guess is he, or 11 and seven. My guess is they stick with 12 and six uh, Carter Verhage, um while he was uh, out of position on the Corey Perry goal last night or in, or in Friday night's game, he, he needs to stay in front of the net. That was a mistake, but they kind of went back to him again tonight. Again, um, you know, only played 12 minutes, uh, didn't have a shot attempt. Um, you know, so do do you take him out of the lineup? Do you bring come back with a Mitchell Stevens? You're going to throw Mitchell Stevens right in the middle of a Stanley Cup final? I don't know. I don't know that you do that. Um, my guess is they'll stick with the same lineup because, again, the lineup didn't cost you the game. They played well enough to win as a team, and if you think things are going well, then I don't necessarily think that you have to change things around. Uh, from Evgeny, uh, was it just a matter of finishing tonight? I feel like they missed the net on so many shots, especially in overtime. The most frustrating thing as a fan is when your team dominates in overtime and a half and the opposing team scores on the luckiest bounce. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it does come down to finishing. Um, you know, as far as the missed shots, I don't think the Lightning had, I'm going to look it up before I answer that. Uh, they had a total of 18 missed shots, which for uh, a, a game that went four and a half periods is not outrageous in the number of missed shots. 
Um, they had missed opportunities. I mean, Anthony Sorelli hits the post, which technically goes down as a missed shot. Um, you know, you had the Andre Pilat backhand chance in overtime. You had uh, Braden Point's tip off of Victor Hedman's shot in overtime that, that Hudobin has just managed to get the toe of his pad onto the uh, the puck to make the save. So the chances were there. They just didn't finish. That's why I don't think it's too dissimilar in some ways to Game 5 against the Islanders in the conference final. Played well enough to win. Couldn't get the goal despite the chances. All you can ask for is the chances. If you don't have the chances, then you worry. Right? Like if they were the team that only had two shots in overtime, that's when you would worry. They had puck possession. They had zone time. They created. They did a lot of things. Just tonight didn't go their way. We'll see what Monday brings. Um, from Mark, uh, he's got two questions. And the first one is an honest question. Before the overtime goal, there's an offside call with a Dallas player deep in the zone. Why wasn't that considered an intentional offside and taken to the Dallas defensive end? I thought the same exact thing. I thought it could have been intentional offside, but again, the referees, they're not going to make those type of calls in, in these type of situations. They're just not. It's, uh, they don't want to be the ones to quote-unquote decide the game. So uh, it could have been intentional offside. I know exactly the play you're talking about. I remember it well. Um, could have been called, wasn't called. That's all you can do. The faceoff still came outside the zone. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much of a difference it could have made because when you pull up the, the, uh, summaries on the faceoffs, uh, in the offensive zone, uh, the lightning were, they were only at 50%. So it wasn't like they were dominating, uh, in the offensive zone on the faceoffs. 50% is, is pretty good, uh, for, for Tampa. So they were pretty good in the faceoff circle tonight. Um, could it have made a difference? Of course, of course it could have, you know, I mean, the Sergachev's go ahead goal comes off a face off. Right. So, um, yeah, it could have made a difference, but, uh, it didn't ultimately cost them, but I agree with you. I think it could have easily been called that. Uh, and then Mark also asked about Stamkos playing, uh, who do you feel is closer Stamkos playing or I stick call against Dallas. Okay. I read that wrong the first time. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, it's uh, interesting, right? Because, you know, Tyler Johnson got his high stick to the face last night, wasn't called. Barkley Gaudreau took one to the face last night, wasn't called. Nikita Kucherov took one to the chin tonight, wasn't called. <coughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, it, you did make me laugh, though, Mark. Uh, Mark from Barcelona. Uh, from Mike, uh, Michael Musetta, I thought that was Dallas's best game, and they needed two overtimes. Lightning dominate, but did not cash in. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, felt that way as well. From Tony, would you make any changes for Game 6? A lot to like about the game today. I, I necessarily wouldn't. Um, you know, the only thing I guess maybe you can consider, if assuming Stamkos isn't available, you know, do you maybe try and insert to Mitchell Stevens into the lineup? You know, he can win some face-offs. Uh, he's played with Maroon and... Uh, Paquette at various times through this postseason. Um, you know, you could you could use his speed. You could utilize his speed. You know, he can really he can get into the game that way. Uh, but he is a rookie. Uh, he is a smart player. Uh, but remember, he did make a costly mistake against Columbus in the first round in Game Two on the penalty kill. 
Um, you know, so that those are the things you kind of have to weigh. Not that Carter Verhage isn't a rookie either, but you know, Verhage's a couple years older uh, as a pro um, than than Stevens is. But I guess maybe that's the only thing I would necessarily consider changing. I don't know if they go. I don't think they go back to eleven and seven. Um, from Tommy, why does Cooper refuse to play Coburn or Shen slash Bogosian when Ruta is absolutely terrible? I don't agree with you, Tommy. I don't think Ruta is terrible. Uh, I, you know, he's, he's not flashy. Uh, he's not going to, um, you know, wow you with a lot of plays, you know, and then, you know, you look at his, his play tonight, uh, he ends up with 26 minutes of ice time. Uh, two shot attempts, one block shot, one hit. Like he didn't, he didn't do anything that makes you go. He needs to come out. Like I'm, I'm not sitting here watching Jan Ruda and say, "Well, that's terrible." He needs to come out of the lineup. I'm, I'm looking at a guy who is steady and is a good partner for Victor Hedman. Um, you know, he didn't play with Hedman all night. Uh, look, though, I think those two struggled somewhat in Game Five or Game Four. Sorry, um, the previous night. Uh, but I don't think that, uh, you know, you consider and say that Jan Rudikum needs to come out of the lineup because he's terrible. Um, you know, and John Cooper has mentioned before how he just he just likes those two as a pair sometimes, and they ended up playing 20 minutes together tonight. Uh, got hemmed in a little bit. This is rare, um, you know, from Victor Hemm. They were actually outchanced or uh, outshot attempted 26 to 13. Um, you know, but again, uh, you know, Braden Coburn, um, hasn't played since, uh, what, game four against Boston. Uh, can you throw him right into the Stanley Cup final? I know Jan Ruda hadn't played since the round robin against Boston. I, I hear I hear you saying that in my head. I get it. Um, you know, but again, his, his skating, if, if the concern is the, is the pace of the game, then Coburn, Bogosian, or Shen are not the answer. Uh, you know, because what happens if you put them in and a high skinning goes around one of them and scores a, a, a key goal, or you know, a Gurionov goes around one of them and scores a key goal. You know, then you're saying, oh, they're too slow, they can't play. I'm telling you, that's what the coaching staff looked at and felt that that was the best chance uh, to try and negate some of the speed. So, um, again, I don't think Ruda is terrible. Uh, I've never been. A, I'm, I'm going to say I've never been a big fan of Jan Ruda. Uh, I didn't understand last year how he was in the lineup over Coburn at that point in time. Um, now I would say I would prefer Ruta over Coburn because Ruta's been with the team for a whole year and he understands a little bit better and he's more acclimated to the team than maybe he was last year. And he's been a regular throughout most of the season before he injured, uh, injured his ankle uh, in February. All right. And the last one from Ryan uh, of all people, Perry, I can't stand that guy. Yeah. He's uh they call him Scory Perry. I think he's Scary Perry because of some of the cheap stuff that he does. Uh, no doubt about it. All you do is go back to last night and look at the uh, <clears throat> hooking call on Braden Point. Um, Ryan adds that uh, Tampa played well tonight but just couldn't get the last one. Could you see the Lightning going back to 11-7 and for an extra defenseman after a day's rest? I feel it maybe needed more than a forward. Um... You know, I just kind of laid out my thoughts on the the weighing the eleven and seven for uh, Monday's game five uh, or Monday's game six in a clinching scenario. Um, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I think again now now you're you're in another situation where your forwards have logged 
some big minutes, right? Now, you weren't playing with 11 and 7 tonight, so you had the full complement of the 12, but, uh, you know, you're looking at Tyler Johnson, 20 minutes. Andre Pilat, 29 minutes. Um, Braden Point, 28 minutes. Nikita Kucherov, 28 minutes. Um, you know, Sorelli, 22 minutes. Kalorin, 23 minutes. You know, uh, Col- uh, Goodrow, 24 minutes. Coleman, 26 minutes. Even Yanni Gord was at 23 minutes. So you're starting to see some of these ice time, you know, add up for the team. And now they've just come off a stretch of three, three games and four nights. Two of those games went to overtime. You know, 48 hours later, you got to be back out on the ice. Uh, I, I think that they're going to stick with 12 and 6. I could be wrong. Uh, I, I've tried to read John Cooper before, and I've been way off base. Um, but I, I, I see them sticking with the 12 and 6 here. It's the only thing to me that sort of makes uh, sense because of the way that they've been able to play with it here um, in this series against Dallas. And again, with a, a number of minutes, just, you know, you, you think of the number of overtimes that they played with only 11 forwards and then, you know, the double overtime game against Boston in game five with only 10 forwards. And then the game against the Islanders where they finished the game with nine forwards. Thankfully that game didn't go to overtime when Nikita Kucherov won it with eight seconds left. So the, the forwards have, have taken on some extra taxing minutes here. And I think you need the forwards fresher than you need, need the D right. And, and I know Victor Hedman's minutes have added up. Um, Sergeyev's minutes have added up. They're different types of minutes, though, right? Like the forwards are skating harder in a shorter period of time than usually the defensemen are. So, uh, and the other thing is too, like Dallas played a good portion of tonight's game with four defensemen because Andre Sekera missed a good portion of the game. He missed most of the first and all of the second before he came back. Uh, so, if you look at the ice time of the Dallas defensemen, Alexiak, thirty-three minutes. Klingberg, 37 minutes. Heiskinen, 37 minutes. Um, Esselindel, 37 minutes. So they had guys log some heavy, heavy minutes in this game. I think if you have fresher forwards, you have an opportunity to try and take advantage a little bit of the Dallas decor that had to take on extra minutes tonight because Sekera missed a bunch of time, but he only played 13 minutes. And then Joel Hanley played 15 minutes. So those top four guys took on a bunch of extra ice time so fresher forwards to me is probably the line of thinking here uh, as we look ahead to monday's game number six all right uh that is going to wrap up this edition of the lightning insider podcast Uh, make sure you're subscribed to this on itunes or spotify you can also find it on google or stitcher or uh, just about anywhere else that you do find podcasts in case this is the first time listening to it. Uh, so make sure you subscribe. It'll show up directly in your app of choice. Uh, as soon as it's available, it'll download straight to you. you can, all, you gotta do, all you have to do is hit play at that point. Uh, if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star review. Uh, those are really, really helpful. They go a long way in trying to help this podcast grow um, and provide you know more of this type of information for you guys. So if you have an opportunity, hit that five-star review on iTunes. Don't forget about the trivia question. Uh, you can DM me on Twitter, Eric underscore Erlinson, or email me, Eric at LightingInsider.com. Uh, so get your trivia answers in. We'll pick one prior to Monday's game and then announce it after the podcast uh, on Monday as well. So 
Uh, all right, keep the faith, everybody. The series is certainly not over. Tampa Bay still has a 3-2 series lead in the Stanley Cup final against the Dallas Stars. Another chance to bring home the Cup on Monday. So uh, we'll be back with you on Monday. And take care, everybody. Uh, if you want to listen to me on Sirius XM on Sunday, I'll be on with Dave McCarthy at 11.30. So if you want to listen in there as well and get some of my um, thoughts on whatever Dave will ask me on that. So that's Sirius XM NHL Radio. That's at 11.35 on Sunday morning. Uh, so until Monday, everybody, keep the faith. We'll talk then. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.